So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. Back at you again with another episode of the Oh That Sexy Podcast, and I'm your host, V The Only Letter, and I'm doing another solo episode. These, I'm, I'm really feeling these solo episodes. Um, so due to COVID-19, um, I'm, I'm limited to the amount of guests that I have on this podcast for this season, so you're going to hear a lot more of me. And... Um, you know, we just want to be safe. We want to be careful. I will have uh, some featured guests on here. I do have an interesting lineup of people that will be on this show. Um, some you've heard before, some you haven't. And, you know, it's really nice to kind of get to express some of the thoughts that I have and some of the things that I've been researching and developing and reading and building upon. Um, you know, it's still... <laughs> It's usually this show is very raunchy and it's very in your face. And I'm not saying that it isn't. It will always will be. But sometimes we need to take more of an introspective look at ourselves and we need to start viewing life in different spectrums. And I think that's all about the process of what growing is. Right. So that's that's analyzing a concept and understanding it from what it is, from your knowledge but then applying knowledge that you can gain from other sources and then looking at the same concept and growing from it and looking at it from different angles, which can develop things like empathy and sympathy and um, <clears throat> sometimes forgiveness and, you know, on a you know down note, remorse. Right. So. Uh, for the drink of the episode, well, the, the topic of the episode, we're going to get into everything has to deal with uh, Japanese uh, culture and uh, Japanese philosophy. So it would only be right for the drink of the episode. I really want to give a shout out to uh, the Suntory company. They consistently come out with hit after hit after hit. I think I recently did um, a gin that they produced and... <clears throat> 
please excuse me. I think I, the uh, this gin, arguably some of the best gin and tonic I've ever had. I love Bombay Sapphire. Uh, I love uh, Tangeray for my old school cats out there. But um, this Suntory company, uh, their gin is absolutely top of the line. But what's better than the gin is the whiskey. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Toki Whiskey from the Suntory company. They have the most finite tasting whiskey. And what I mean by that is usually most American whiskey uh, pride themselves on being sweet or bitter, right? So it has more of a old school masculinity type of feel when you're, you know, tasting uh, American whiskey, especially if it's coming from the South, from Kentucky or from Tennessee. Um, even I've had whiskey from Virginia. So a lot of their whiskey is very, it's blended with uh, a lot of hickory, a lot of American based flavor. Japanese whiskey is completely neat. It is <clears throat> almost as close to perfection as you can get when it comes to flavor. It's not too sweet. It's not too bitter. It is, ex- it, 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 they, it's beautiful. So I want to give a shout out to Suntory uh, Toki. And uh, there's one that I want to try. I believe it's pronounced Habiki 17. And I want to give a, a, a shout out to this company because they have consistently produced top of the line spirits. So if you're in your local liquor store, please go check out Suntory Whiskey. Um, Let's jump right into it. So, how many of you self-diagnose yourself? <laughs> right? So, how many of you guys uh, go online, you feel you have a symptom of something, and you start self-diagnosing yourself, and you become doctor, and a headache turns into brain cancer? You know, not, I, and I don't want to make this a joke about people who do have serious ailments, um, you know. People do die from several forms of cancer, several forms of disease. But we're just going to speak to my hypochondriacs out here in the world. Um, (laughs) How many of you play doctor? How many of you go on WebMD and you say, man, my finger, finger has this tingling sensation. And now you have MS, right? And you want to make all these appointments to every single physician to get yourself checked out. Um, I did that, but I did that with my head. And I think I did that for good reason. And I believe that mental health is not better than physical health. Of, por- of course, it's a part of the, the physical. It's one thing. But mental health, uh, I'm really happy that mental health is starting to get the recognition and the the nurturing that it does in, in the media. Because we need to take care of this brain that we have if we if we completely lose the ideas and lose our sense of self we we become a person that we no longer recognize right and so i'm doing webmd with my head which i don't suggest i i do suggest you go speak to a um a therapist um a trained professional sometimes even a friend 
uh, a really good friend who can be objective um, when dealing with certain topics and help guide you with showing empathy as well as being objective. And I've been looking up narcissistic personalities. I think there's a fine line between having self-confidence and narcissism. And I I was going over a lot of things in my life and I've spent a lot of time this year, uh, 2020, doing self-reflection. Um... Sometimes I feel like I'm not growing fast enough and I'm looking at my peers and I'm looking at people online, which you should never do. And you compare your life to others, which you should never do. And you get lost in the rat race of what your purpose is and what you want to do. And so I'm looking up online and I I'm self-diagnosing myself as a narcissist or at least I have some of these characteristics of 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 narcissism and I think there's two levels I think there's a grandiose narcissism and there's a I don't want to misquote the term but um there's more of a a, a sub-level narcissism I'm 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 definitely going to get a couple of therapists on this podcast so we can talk about it. But m- more so of the woe is me, narcissists, you know, nobody's giving me a chance, self-entitlement, I should, I should have, I should do this. And I realized that in my own behavior that I was, I had these characteristics. And sometimes... um when you're going through the motions of life, you you sit back and you look at all of the things that you've done. And when people say you are a sum of what your experiences are and what your choices are, that shit really hits because you really are. Some people in life were born with a silver spoon. So... They don't have the worries of everyday individuals, you know, going out to get a job, earning income, surviving. Um, Some people have to sit back and literally live with themselves because according to Maslow's hierarchy, all of their needs are met. They have a place to stay. They have uh, income. They have excess of food. So the only thing that's left is themselves and I can understand why when you're left with yourself without any self-guidance, how people can become derailed. And so I'm doing this self-diagnosing and I instantly have a breakdown. You know, I'm, I'm not crying or anything like that, but I'm just having this like internal breakdown of myself feeling sorry for for certain things and I called my girlfriend up and I profusely apologized to her about a lot of the bullshit that I put her through and I know being with me is not 
it's not an easy it's not I'm, I don't brag about that at all like I'm not an easy person to to deal with um you know sometimes I can be selfish sometimes I can be narcissistic sometimes I can be um completely oblivious to certain things that are going on and it would it would seem as though I have no pulse of what is happening. And I decided, you know, I've been feeling like this for months. Um, maybe more, more than more than seven months. And I really started to take a third person view of everything. And there's some things about it that I like. <clears throat> There's a lot more that I don't. And so recently I c- came across this concept and I really want to give a shout out to uh, a group, Children of Zeus. Um, they're a UK based neo soul group. Uh, I first heard them through a DJ Raphael mix. Uh, please go to DJ Raphael Neo Soul arguably some of the best music on YouTube. And um, they, I'm listening to this group because they, they have this one song and I decided to, you know, kind of just like, let's browse through the album. And it's one song that caught me off guard. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I listen to albums, you know, if the beat don't get me in the first 30 seconds, I kind of skip. Uh, and it was this was one of those songs. And, um... You know, I listened to it and something just said, nah, dude, just go back. I skipped it. Sorry, I skipped the song. Something just said, just go back and listen to it. Just give these guys a chance. So I said, all right, fuck it. And I have a I have a really fond appreciation of Japanese culture. Uh, I have a serious love with anime. And um, through anime that I've, I've learned to embrace a lot of aspects of Japanese culture from their philosophy to their art through their food and whiskey. Suntory. So I came across this uh, this song and the title of the song is called Kintsugi. And the very first verse is about this gentleman rapping until his mid-30s and just watching people go by and succeed and he's not reaching the same accolades but he's learning to break himself apart to figure out what is in his way to create himself whole again and so I looked up the term kintsugi and I wanted to know what that meant and literally it means well kin is gold or golden and sugi I believe is to bind or put together. So essentially you're binding yourself with gold. And so how Kintsugi, which is now a a form of art, uh, how it originated, there was a shogun called Ashikagi Yoshimara. And he sent his favorite tea bowl to China. Now, if you know anything about, you know, early centuries, China was definitely prominently known um, for their fine craftsmanship of China. And so he sent it to China to get it repaired. 
And when it came back, it the job was completely uh, desecrated. It was horrible, really bad job. And so a local craftsman in Japan decided that what he'll do is break the bowl again. But this time, he's going to forge the bowl with uh, gold dust. So just little dust of gold and bind the bowl again. This time, the bowl will completely take a different shape. And while it is the same bowl, it is purposely broken to add gold to it to reconfigure how the bowl looks and how it is presented. And it's funny enough, no longer a tea bowl. It becomes sort of a symbolism for life. While I'm sitting here self-diagnosing what's going on with me and while I'm going online and scouring YouTube wormhole of narcissism, how to stop being a narcissist and a sidebar about that, you know, there seems to be a lot of people who've dated narcissists, but there's no help online for them. Uh, a lot of clinicians that I've seen love to talk about how to leave a narcissist, how to escape the grasp of the narcissist, but not that many people want to help the narcissist. Just throwing that out there. I just think that's a funny. Um, I just think that's a funny thing about society. Everyone likes to point the finger, but nobody wants to give the person help except for one woman. I sadly forgot her name. And she brought up the concept of how to treat narcissism is with empathy and tough love. Now, that's a funny thing because the narcissists, from what I my understanding is, have absolutely no idea that they're being narcissistic. They have no clue. They are completely oblivious to how they are torturing people with their grand ideas of who they are and, and continuing to push their agenda upon people that never asked for it in the first place. And it all stems from lack of self-confidence. It all stems from a poor self-image. It all stems from needing to be accepted needing to feel like you belong, needing to feel like needing to feel like you're validated without validating yourself. So it isn't about what you believe, it's about what everybody believes about you. So if they all believe it about you, then it has to be true. So you have to make everyone believe it because you need this thing to be true because if it is not true, then it is not you. That's the mind of the narcissist. And it's a fear of being exposed. And so <laughs> a lot of what I'm learning about myself is that I've always had a fear of being exposed as not the best person. And so I think with doing this podcast and I think with any form of media and any expression of life that I've had, I've done 
music, I've done poetry, I've done been in the arts, I've done a little acting. You want to put on a character. And you want to wear this mask and show the world that you're okay and show the world that you're fine and show, you know, people who, your family members, people who believe in you, that you are who you say you are because that's that's the idea of what life is. I want to be who I say I am. I want, it's not about that. Sometimes you have to be broken and you need to find your gold dust to put you back together. And I'm learning how to break myself. And I have to tell you that it's really difficult to do. It's very painful to sit in the mirror and to break yourself down without self-pity. And it's hard to go to that place of where you aren't who you think you are. I don't um I don't know what is the best course of action. Of course, I will seek counseling and get help and all of that cuz I'm pretty sure there are people like, "Dude, just go get the fucking help." It's trust me. That's that's going to happen. But I think the fact that I know something is not right or I feel something isn't right and I want to change is already 70% of the battle. I used to fear change because I feared not being in control. But I can't, there's nothing I can do about that. I fear being exposed because I don't want to go back to a time where I look like a kid who don't know what he's doing. I don't want to be exposed. Nobody does. But the great people in life go through life just saying, fuck it. It's on your 100th and 97th time of just saying, fuck it, where things just transform and pick up. And I've realized that I can't be concerned with what the world is doing because Evidently, the world is not concerned about what I'm doing. I can only control the aspects of what I can do. I don't know if I'm growing out of my narcissism. The way YouTube says it, I'm going to be completely doomed for the rest of my life. I'll be alone. I have 17 cats. I'm going to jerk off five times a day to really a too weird porn um and my narcissism will push everybody away or I can believe that there is a such thing as help and I can self-examine myself at every waking moment and put myself to the side allowing myself to have boundaries And still move forward as a productive member of society. I'm slowly learning. To break apart. And I think it's 
the meaning of life to always be changing. The more you change, the more you evolve, the more that you are going to be adaptable to things. I have to learn to let go of my past transgressions. I have not been the best son. I have not been the best uncle. I have not been the best boyfriend. I have not been the best father figure. I have not been the best role model. I have not been the best friend. I have not been the best supporter. Um, but I'm learning to accept all that I am and all that I have created. And I'm learning to be one with it and to appreciate it and to learn from it and grow. And it is fucking difficult to do. It's hard when someone says, you did something to me, right? It's hard. It is hard. And, you know, I've had people in my life that like to constantly remind me, you know, when I've done them wrong. And I think, you know, you're, you stand on the cross line of where it's like, hey, listen, I apologize about this. I'm learning about it and I'm moving forward. But this. I can't go to the back and forth with you about this bullshit. You know what I mean? I can't do the uh I can't do the 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 exchange of of where I'm so sorry and then I get to kiss your ass and then then we we get back on road again and then you think about something new and then it's like I'm sorry about that. We're not going to do that. But what I will do is I will understand that a change in our relationship has to happen. What I will do is I will recognize what I'm feeling and I'm going to express it. And I am going to move accordingly to how you express how you feel. And what I will do is analyze a situation of saying, then maybe if you feel that these transgressions that I have done to you are that egregious, then for the sake of your sanity and my sanity, I think it's best we part ways. Or if you want to work this out, then you have to meet me halfway. I don't know if I'm growing. Sometimes I look at my life and I look at certain situations that I'm in and I don't know if I'm developing. I don't know... I don't know what the fuck I'm doing sometimes. I just know that I'm moving. And there's a reason and there's a purpose that the concept of Kintsugi entered my life. At this point in time of where I'm at in my juncture of, I guess, redeveloping myself. And I'm, I'm someone who believes in, you know, karma. I'm someone who definitely believes that things happen for a reason. And there's a reason why this song stuck out to me. There's a reason why this Japanese philosophy is on my mind. And hopefully... um. Maybe it could help someone else too. 
So I guess that's it. Um, I really don't have much else to say about it. Uh, just keep growing. Keep developing. And it's okay to be broken. And it's okay to find golden dust to help piece yourself together to evolve. Because that is the essence of life. Evolving. Growing. Accepting. Evolution. Thank you so much again for listening to me. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh That Sexy podcast. I'm on all platforms. uh, Spotify. Google. Apple. SoundCloud. And always remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast. Again, I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on da, 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 SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that little area. That's where my love is. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see it in your eyes, ooh, shorty, I can see it in your eyes.